What's up, Dirty Benches? I'm JD. And I'm Patty Popcorn. And we are the hosts of the Old Dirty Benches podcast. If you came here to listen to two women shoot the shit and talk about stuff we are not qualified to talk about, then you're at the right podcast. On ODB, we talk about white-collar crime, which costs the country upwards of 300 to $600 billion every year. Unacceptable. White-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Occasionally, we may sprinkle a movie review in. Our theme song is performed by Good Co. You can find them on YouTube, and don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review anywhere you stream your podcasts. So gives us a listen. Patty. Yes. Hello. Hello there. On this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. Right. We're doing a little curveball. Yes. So, uh, it's like an enhancer. Correct. It's old dirty benches. We're going to talk about white collar crime, but we are actually going to talk a little bit about some of the history, um, the psychological stuff that comes with it. So, for all you th- Deep thinkers out there. We got a couple of you. And uh, those of you that are like me, hang in there. Okay. <laughs> you might get, you might glean something from our conversation. Yes. And we're also going to throw in a little bit of our Dirty Bench Confessional line clips that we have. Which have nothing to do with psychological crime. No. They're just this enhancers. Is just... A sprinkling of juicy tea. Yeah. As, uh, we're geeking, or myself at least, nerding out on a little bit of what I know. Why people do what they do. Correct. In this crazy crackpot world. <laughs> yep. Uh, we're going to just basically share some of the stuff that people have maybe done themselves as a white collar. A little bit of confession. No big deal. We keep it anonymous. You can always call our line, which is the Dirty Bench Confessional line, 253 253- Triple six. That's six six six. Not like the devil. <laughs> Zero eight. Maybe a little devil. A five four. Um, you can call that line. Let us know what's going on with you. Um, I did hear that we might have some possible tea soon. Looking forward to that. So well, hopefully, I yeah. get people to do it. Yeah. Um, but if you're a longtime listener and you want to share, I don't know. I shared something dumb the other week. <laughs> Uh, people got on me for it. It could be something small, you know, like maybe you drank the last soda in the fridge or something like that. I don't know. But hmm. yeah. I'll have to think up what I can confess. <laughs> so, so let's talk about the problem with white collar crime here. Um, so I did a little bit of digging around on some of my uh, criminology books and then some research papers. Right. <laughs> Back in the day and educated everyone. And now uh, get ready. Grab your grab your popcorn. <laughs> your favorite That's candy. always good anyway. <laughs> get that popcorn. People who are familiar with probably uh, sociology, criminology, or maybe even psychology have probably heard about this person. But uh, there was a researcher named Edwin Sutherland very famous. He's the first to identify white-collar crime and actually published a book about it in 1949. Okay, I've never heard of this person, so I'm already learning All right, I like it. Um, And interesting to me, too, like, of course, is uh, white-collar crime was around before that, but somebody hadn't really documented it. And they hadn't really researched or documented it until his book came along. So, in the book, Sutherland refers to this type of crime as deviance committed by upper or white-collar class, well-respected individuals that engage in various offenses, such as insider trading, right? We've talked about that, financial misrepresentation, bribery, embezzlement, some tax fraud. You get the idea. Stuff we've covered. All these familiar sounding things. Mm-hmm. And if you're just generally a scumbag. 
also, he pointed to the fact that many times these events were handled in civil courts rather than criminal. So a lot of times, and we've talked about this before in um, previous episodes that we've done with white collar crime. And in fact, we were just, uh, my spouse and I were just retelling a story about somebody who had committed some embezzlement at their company. They could have pressed charges against this person um, instead, and I actually know this individual, and said they actually let them go. So they basically just fired them, and they were free to go on their merry way. And that happens a lot at different companies, right? Somebody commits a crime. Instead of going to... They just don't want the hassle or yep, what? Mm-hmm. Instead of going to law enforcement. Or, you know, it could be, too, that that person's been there for a long time. There's, like, relationship built up there. You know, it's probably some affection for that person where they're like... You know, this breaks my heart. I'm just going to have to let you go instead of pressing charges. Or maybe they don't realize that that could be a route that they could go. Right. Well, they might be embarrassed, too. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing, right? You've lost a lot of money. Uh, now you've got to answer for that. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, too, as well, right? So, uh, but back in the day, a lot of these were handled in civil court. So you would just sue the person maybe get your uh, money or some money back for the losses and then go on with your life. Um, but we have actually criminalized some of those acts, um, rightfully so, because there's been some bad stuff that have happened over the years. Right. Right. Bernie Madoff, Enron, you know, some of those All were. All these are horrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we've talked about before, some people have committed suicide because of it. People have lost their entire retirement. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if that money's all gone or spent, what do you do? Right. So you can't take them to civil court and see them and then expect that you're going to get the money back. Mm-hmm. Dad, like, and restitution we've talked about, too, is not really a thing. And like at most, they can get, like, pennies on the dollar or whatever. But that doesn't help you once you've used, you know, no. spent all your money. Yeah. Then sp- what? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what who's what's the guy's name? The Wolf of Wall Street, the actual guy. Um, I can't think of his Jordan name. Jordan Belfort. Yes. So, uh, I mean, he went to prison, right? Because he had like got all that millions of dollars, spent it all on a bunch of material right, bullshit, bullshit stuff, and they find him restitution. He didn't have any money, so uh, he's written a book. He does speaking engagements. All of that revenue that he gets from that goes back to the victims of his crime. But, I mean, how many of those do you have to do in order to try to recoup all of the losses? He'll probably never be able to pay back all of the money that he stole. Right. So. And again, like we've talked about previously, a better way would be like to tell how they could have been prevented from doing yeah. all this. And that's something we've talked about on previous episodes. Like, instead of them sitting in prison for decades or whatever, mm-hmm. it would probably be better for them to actually teach law enforcement and other experts, like, how they went about, why were they thinking this way, mm-hmm. like, psychologically, those kinds or of things. Or, like, what could have stopped them from being able to be so successful at this? Yeah, like, was there a point where... They could have been stopped before they got way in over their head. You know, those kind But I feel like as long as people are ready to get easy money, which they are, this is always going to be a problem. The opportunity. The Ponzi scheme is going to live large forever. Uh, Yeah. I mean, we still have people getting busted for Ponzi schemes. So So Sutherland believed that crimes of this sort were done by uh, well-off, socially well-integrated, and mentally healthy individuals. Otherwise mentally healthy? Yes. Criminal crimes. Supposedly. (laughs) Supposedly, yes. Criminal crimes in the eyes of the beholder were those acts that were considered violent and or property crimes. Sutherland called bullshit on this. (laughs) That's my my uh, word for it. Okay. And felt that we were biased in our thinking. A lot of his yep. <laughs> a lot of his work focused on the harms and cost of these crimes. In Sutherland's opinions, these crimes were more pervasive, much more harmful and costly because of their predatory nature. Right. And we've talked about this too on other mm-hmm. episodes as well, because uh, you know we're talking about millions of dollars that affect thousands of people right um and i'm not trying to say that uh if somebody gets murdered or something and or and or tortured during the process that that's not also 
uh, a great uh, crime that deserves some sort of punishment, but, you know, or that it isn't harmful because it is, especially to the family members, Mm -hmm. you know, and friends. As far as the white collar crime goes, I think that the net of damage is far more reaching than. Well, and it almost just seems like we've talked about this as well, but that it's like, oh, well. It's on you. Mm-hmm. You should have known better. Yeah. Like, they don't care mm-hmm. if you get swindled from all your shit. Yeah. And we've seen that, like, on some of the other stuff that we talked about, like the Tinder swindler, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the credit card companies and stuff were very unforgiving about their circumstance. Right. And they were kind of like, well, shouldn't have let him sweep you off your feet, honey. You know, those kinds of things. And it's like, well... No, there's a right. criminal running around. That should around. not be right. Exactly. I think, again, here it goes back to we don't have anybody that's lobbying for yes. to stop this behavior. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that has to do with the fact that some of the people that make those decisions are also doing funny business. <laughs> it's like a, uh, a snake eating its own tail. Correct. So they don't want too much change. Right. Because that could affect hey, them back too. Off. <laughs> my cash cow (laughs) so i mean a good example of that's insider trading Mm -hmm. you know a lot of them do that Mm -hmm. but not all of them get charged and or convicted but only martha stewart goes to jail for it yeah sorry martha did you see some of her new year's you know new year's commercials with the alcohol and stuff like that (laughs) no oh my god super funny We'll have to catch up on that later. I do like him, Diddy. Oh, yeah, she's funny. So he had actually come up with uh, the differential association theory, um, which suggests that through interaction with others, individuals learn the values, attitudes, techniques, and motivation for criminal behavior. This is not like something completely new. Right. Because we're like Captain Obvious. Yes. (laughs) He's like, oh, you know how we do this? Uh, For money. We learn from each other. (laughs) Everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, you should write a book. You're so smart. (laughs) And he's like, I know. (laughs) But it's true, though. Like, you ever heard anyone say, uh, basically, I was hanging out with the wrong people. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, sometimes I fell in with the wrong crowd. Yep, I fell in with the wrong crowd. Uh, I don't know how many times you hear parents say well, that about really their kids. I got caught. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> but we use that as a way to explain why bad Justify. stuff happened or why we made a decision and acted the way that we did. And there's a lot of criminologists that that really feel like his theory is important to criminology because I. They use that to explain, like, um, how gangs get formed and how that criminal behavior continues. Because, like, once you've already got a criminal network going, right, socialization and stuff, you bring in new members, especially teenagers. Right. And they learn that sort of behavior. And then they also, at the end of the day, to me, if you're, as a a society, if you are not uh, making, like, things available to people like just living wage jobs and that sort of education that sort Mm -hmm. of thing then this is just going to run rampant because they don't have a choice they don't have any other way to make money like if you can make thousands of dollars buying stolen stuff and then selling it or work for minimum wage seven bucks at wendy's what Mm -hmm. are you gonna do yeah i don't know let me think about it And that kind of gets into, like, another criminology theory. We're not going to talk about that one today, but that's, like, strain theory. Strain? Yes. Mm -hmm. Which talks about, like, strains on the economy and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, where not everybody has the same opportunity. Right. And there's limited resources. Because places that the people have their minimum needs met, Mm -hmm. crime is not as big an issue. Yes. Or healthcare, et cetera. We just... We just can't do anything about it. It just is what it is. (laughs) We'll throw everyone in jail. Yeah, basically. What? Yeah, that's kind of our answer for a lot of stuff is like criminalizing things. So, and I'm not saying I don't want anybody being like, oh, she's one of those people that doesn't think anybody needs to go to jail. Nope. But I'm saying like it should be fair. Mm -hmm. And everyone. If there's a rule for one person, it should be for everyone. And I don't think that anyone can look me in the face and say that's how it is here because it fucking isn't. No. Especially like, uh, you know, like 
we had talked in a few episodes back about, well, even our last episode for white collar criminals, a lot of times, especially if there's spouses, right, partners, right. They and they have kids. To take turns Yeah, yep, they can prison. alternate when they go to prison. That's not afforded to everybody. So right. for me, I'm like, why are they getting that when you're not doing that for everybody that mm-hmm. has that same or issue going on? Or even just cash bail. That's not fair. Not everyone has the means for cash bail. Yes. That's a separate argument. Pros and cons to that. Because I do know some really bad people that that bell keeps buying bars and sell their Right, child. but I mean, I feel like we just no, we're too heavily we relying on to it to the lowest yes. common denominator, and it's not fair. And I get it; like it's such an overwhelming system, you can't really look from that deeply from case to case because you got to push everyone through. But mm-hmm. but it's not right. Yes. Anyway, we're way off. I agree. Base. Sorry. Yes. So, in thinking about conditioning or learning through others. Right. That's the human nature. Mm -hmm. Uh, We often develop patterns or constructs that can be deviant. And this also speaks to some of the previous people that we talked about who uh, are probably psychopaths. They're not violent psychopaths because they're managing these big companies. But they really don't give a shit on like the small people that they step on. They don't have the empathy. Yeah, correct. They're, you know, I'm going to fill my pockets up as much as possible. I don't really give a fuck if I wipe out all of your 401ks. Right, or they purposely take their relatives, all of their retirement, and fucking blow it. Yeah. And know, like, looking them right in the face. And being like, Maybe I'll take you to a a football game or something. Yeah. (laughs) It was an accident. My wife, Shelly, did it. (laughs) I was in it with a bad crowd. Everybody was doing it at the top. I had no choice. What was I supposed to do? I really wanted that Lamborghini. (laughs) So bad. Okay, let's take a quick break. We're going to go to our uh, Dirty Bench (laughs) Confessionals. Totally change gears now. Okay, and we'll be back in a minute. Hello. And we have a special guest here. We do. An anonymous guest. That's right. Unless secret. you want, do you want a secret name? Not anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> na 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 na. <laughs> we're sharing okay. a mic, so. We are. Hello. Yes. Don't be mad since we're not going to make out over here. <laughs> Coffee breath. So this is our season four. We really wanted to try to get the Dirty Bench Confessional going. We have a We're willing. We're now dragging people off the street. Yes, we have a willing participant. She was walking <laughs> she's by a the participant. house. I don't know if she's willing. <laughs> I asked her. I said, "Do you have something that you would like to get off your chest? <laughs> we have a space for that." And she said, "Maybe." <laughs> and here she is. Here I am. <laughs> here she is. We gave her breakfast in exchange. I just want to say that bacon, eggs, toast. The Tater whole nine. Tots. She actually made the coffee, which by <laughs> far better than. I heard it was like on Elf. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> World's best coffee. Sorry, husband. Okay. So I will go first. I have a confession it's to make. A safe place, everyone. Yes. Safe, safe space. I went to Wiener Schnitzel the other day and I didn't get any for John. Did you eat it in your car? And I hid the evidence. All right. <laughs> I always do. I always hide the evidence. Uh, that's funny. Did you end up telling him? No. He's going to find out when he hears this episode. <laughs> Does he care? <laughs> Will he get mad? No. Okay. <laughs> so that's not. It's a safe confession. It's a, it is. It's a safe right. one. Okay. I'll go if you want. Patty. But this is more like, this would be my icebreaker. You know when you go to stupid work meetings and you're in the, like, corporate scenario and they say, like, tell everybody something that we don't know, that you don't know about me. And here's mine. I've never pooped my pants as an adult. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And a lot of people can't say the same, all right? It's a thing. Yep, it is a thing. It's a thing. It's called sharding. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. So far, 
I have not done that. Knock on wood. No, yeah, knock on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my confessional, non-confessional. Oh, thank you. All I right. appreciate that. Very I'll nice. let you know if the if it changes. Okay. I hope it doesn't. Will you? <laughs> it sounds horrifying. Will you let our three listeners know? Yes. Yeah, okay. For sure. Okay. I'll come on and tell you the story. It'll be hilarious. I'm sure that it will. One hundred percent. I can only imagine. I've heard stories from people because when you say that, they're like, "Oh well, what happened to me?" I was... have a story. Yeah. It was an accident. <laughs> and then I always say, "What happened?" <laughs> oh, I had to throw my pants away. <laughs> <laughs> How horrifying. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Okay. There you go. Anonymous guest from off the street. <gasps> All right. Are you ready? Yep. Out to the world. Yep. Here we go. So I am a, uh, I am a serial thief. <gasps> yeah. Like at klepto? Yeah. At my previous job. Um, Wait. Will... Are we talking about, like, Kellogg cereal? Y- yes. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I worked in a hotel, and every morning for breakfast, I would <gasps> take cereal for you my break. Steal yeah. it? I mm-hmm. say that that you're owed that. I don't consider that stealing <laughs> at all. Thank you. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, we in the criminology field will call that rationalizing. Yeah. your crime. Yeah. Oh. I say they can't use it all. They're going to get rid of it if it's old. Yeah. They're doing them a favor. I mean, what was it like the miniature box? Well, so they had the like the the dispensers of different ones that um, you could get. But yeah. Oh, so you would, would you bring your own bowl or would you use one of their bowls? I would use one of their bowls, but I would wash it. Okay. (laughs) Do the dishes at least. Yeah. Clean up all the evidence. The evidence. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Did you wear gloves? (laughs) (laughs) We don't want any fingerprint. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Again, I say that that you're owed that at least. I mean, it's come on cereal. cereal. How much are they paying for it? Yeah, maybe ten cents for that bowl. You're worth ten cents. Thank yeah, anonymous. I'm sure you did <laughs> great things there every day. So. I'm sure people steal way worse than that. Oh, one time I worked for a law enforcement agency and I had to take a polygraph to get hired there. And before they, like, they ask you all the questions, and then they make you do it on the polygraph. Yes. But some of the things, like, one was, have you ever stolen anything from work? And I was like, yeah, I'm sure I have. And they were like, what? And I go, well, you know, like, pens and stuff. They're like, that's not stealing. Like, did you go in and take anything? Oh, no. (laughs) Have you ever gone joyriding? And I was like, what's that? And they're like, you know, taking someone's car. And I go, well, yeah, with my parents when I was young. And they're like, no, like someone you didn't know. (laughs) I was like the the dumbest non-criminal ever to take the polygraph test. I passed everyone, oh so I'm not a believer in polygraphs, okay? Oh, yeah, they're junk. That's why they can't be accepted into... They're not admissible. Yep, criminal mm-hmm. cases anyways, so... They're totally dumb. Well, because, like, you, like, let's say you watch a movie or something that has something to do with one of the questions, and you go in there, right, and then... Sometimes you get anxiety Sparks. from watching. For sure. Just being wired up gives you oh, anxiety. Yeah. So then that goes through your head maybe when the question gets answered. And then you start thinking about it. And then, of course, it can make your response shaky. But I think it's bullshit anyway because, like, they ask me all the questions. And then they go, okay, hold on. Then they leave the room and you're just sitting there. And you're like, oh, God, what's going to happen? Did I pass? And then they come back and they're like, oh, there's a couple. There's kind of weird. And I was like, what? And one of them was like about my driving record. I had never even had a ticket here. And I go, this test is bullshit. And they go, you passed. <laughs> so like, what? So they tried to con you into. I think they into... just want you to like go, okay, I did it. Diving yourself. Yeah. And I go, this test is bullshit. And they go, you passed. Oh, my gosh. So. I know one time I had been asked a question, like you said, did you steal anything from work? And I said, like, some pens and a notebook. And then I came back and I started thinking because while I was working for one of my jobs, they had bought us, like, some travel bags so we could work from home for our laptops and stuff. Well, when I left, I didn't turn it back in. I just kept it. But then I was like, well, is that technically stealing? No, you, know you what have I mean? to have, like, mens rea. <laughs> oh, my God. 
you're you so know, spot on. Yep, intent. Like, yeah. yeah, you have to like think of it. It's not like I took it and I forgot. That's just no. Yeah, I mean, but then I brought it up. I was like, well, I did like just same same as you. Like I did kind of take this a little bit of really like, sad. You're the most boring criminal I've ever talked. Uh, yeah, to. I was like, Next. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you have any other? Um. Well, so. The cereal is real deep. I'm loving that. I know. Continue on, please. Yeah, it is. I am opening up a bag here because I used to also. (laughs) So this was when I was in college Uh and we were allowed to do our homework while we were working. Juicy. Uh, Her forehead is starting to sweat by the way. I know. You should see my palms. (laughs) Yeah, I'm starting. My hands are starting to sweat. That's just what happens Um, at first. The more you do it, then you're like, who cares? Yeah. Now there's a. There's a audio record of my crimes out here. <laughs> You're <so>. totally anonymous. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so I would get headaches staring at the computer trying to okay. read. I was a history major, so we had to read a lot of books. Yes. So I would print out all of my, like, books that I had to read. Sometimes they were, like, 90 pages. Okay. On the work printer. <laughs> so I started escalating. Oh, it my. It started with cereal. We're getting in deep yeah. here. And then it went with Woo. reams of paper. So what did that, like? She's stealing the paper. She's stealing paper. Mm-hmm. And using the and ink. ink. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. You know what? Another. <laughs> we need to arrest her right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, joke's on you. This was a sting. Come on in. Come and get her, boys. <laughs> I've done some, that before. That might be some time theft as well. Oh, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I knew someone that worked for the state that got busted because they wrote a book. Oh, like book while, while they, they were, were at work. work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, I you know, like there's been times where like our printer didn't work at home or whatever, and I was like, I really need to print this out, and then I just sent it to work. Of course, again, and I was like, print it. Minimus, it's fine. <laughs> I know. That's what I say. Yeah. I One mean. person's nine hundred pages is another person's <laughs> form they need for work. The five, you know, five hundred page it's all ream. relative. <laughs> And again, like they get their paper for cheaps. So I'm good at rationalizing. Is Somebody's what I'm trying to print this. out the contracts, and yep. they're like, "Anonymous has been standing at the printer for like five hours." I'm sure you yeah. did it when no one else was working, right? And then of I, course. Well, and then I started, oh, consider it. Look at you. I started to get nervous about it. So you know, the the big printer had codes for the different departments you had to plug in. Well, then I learned the sales department. Oh, so <laughs> then you're like. I knew they did a lot of marketing. Right. So like, they won't notice a couple <laughs> extra. <laughs> so. All right. We're getting oh my God. Uh oh. We've got Mandrea. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. <laughs> she got really That's sneaky awesome. with it to try to place the blame on another department. Yeah. I don't work over there. <laughs> always printing oh my gosh that's That's awesome funny that's a good one i love it that's good you don't hate me are you kidding i love you more (laughs) (laughs) never convicted I mean, every family needs a felon here or there. I'm just yeah. to spice it up. <laughs> now that's awesome. That's way better that's than I stuff. ate wiener schnitzel without giving any <sighs> You know what? I was dipping my toe. Okay. It's- Again, like you have to eat wiener schnitzel there. It doesn't travel. Yes, okay? true. It true. just doesn't. You got to eat it in shame in the car. Okay. In the parking lot. Yes. Yep. While watching drug deals go by. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's all part of the ambiance of the schnitz. <laughs> While hugging other... Uh, <laughs> Taking pictures highway random Wiener schnitzel yeah. customers. She actually found me in the wiener schnitzel parking lot. <laughs> You would be be the type, okay? I was like, would you like to go on our podcast? You look like you might steal cereal. Please come confess. Well, that was great. Thank you so much for sharing, Anonymous. We appreciate that. I have more. Well, so we'll... the dam is flowing. We'll do this in spurts. Yeah. And we'll have you back on. 
and then we'll have you confess to some more stuff. Yeah. What do you think about that? That sounds good. I'll start working on my list. Okay. <laughs> to think about it too i'm sure i've done shady stuff yeah like uh, it's fine i'm yeah i know i have some stuff in the closet (laughs) i'm like the skeletons will be spilling (laughs) (laughs) i'm dancing out okay well that will wrap up uh this dirty bench confessional we appreciate you all listening we'll catch you again any last alibis? <laughs> we didn't do it. Wasn't me. Oh my god, <laughs> that was good. Or as uh, they used to say at the old law enforcement place I worked at, prove it. great anonymous thank you so much (laughs) we all have something to confess right people (laughs) dirty laundry that you need to get out and wash (laughs) bring it hither (laughs) we want to know we will pass no judgment on you no none whatsoever we've talked about a lot of this stuff before uh like the person who was stealing Let's say a lot of office products from one of your jobs. Remember how you had brought mm-hmm. that up? Yep. Or someone who steals narcotics from the pharmacy and resells it because they work there. Mm-hmm. They have the opportunity to snag that, stick it in their pocket, walk out of the doors with it. Even though I think now there's more um, control. Oh, on 100%. That. <laughs> there is. I mean, but now you have to show your ID to buy like cold medicine. Oh, yeah, dude. Sudafed. So dumb. The first time that happened to me, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And they were like, oh, the kids use it for meth. And I was like, what? <laughs> you could be a mule. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. I'm just like, I just put my own birthday in when I have to do that for oh, somebody. Dude. I'm like, you're fine. So crazy. We also card people for lighters. Uh, and spray paint. All sorts of stuff. Well, it's locked <laughs> behind cages now. Remember how you used to just go into the hardware store and grab the color mm-hmm. you needed? Thanks, you little hooligans. Oh, Lord. Fucking you can't. it up for everyone. And then I can't find anybody. I'm pushing the button at Michael's <laughs> for like hours. Look, we're notoriously <laughs> understaffed. Get off me. Okay. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I like how people yell at me. It's like, Ma'am, I don't write the schedule, okay? Oh, I don't I I'm not in charge of the hours here. Yeah. <laughs> I was at a store the other day and they had like two registers open. Yeah. And it's only gonna don't go in now. I'm telling you, our hours have been drastically cut. So if it was bad before, it's gonna oh, be yeah. way worse now. So don't go if you don't have to. I mean they have Order long it lines. From your house. Have it delivered. I could hear people grumbling in the lines. Oh, they yeah. were like, ah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, "Where's the manager?" Yeah, where I is like, the manager? Oh, go ahead, call him. I want to see this. You know, because I was be like, like just... "I'm sorry, you're having a bad experience." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, if you're so worried about it, like, go work the job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No. It's you know, it's just like they can only do it. How they can do. dare you make me wait to buy my pack of gum or whatever <laughs> fucking bullshit they're buying? That's what kills Her me. Her package is The shit that people get for sweaters. drive up is off the hook. Okay, I'm just saying. Oh my gosh! One thing. One thing. I know. A lip gloss. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me right now? And P.S. Also, quick tangent. When it was literally snowing like a blizzard here, people would park the farthest drive-up spot we had, like 10. No one else in the parking lot. I'm like, are you serious? You're making me possibly fall down (laughs) taking you your lip gloss. I'm trying to figure out, like, why you would park in the furthest parking spot. I would also wonder that question. (laughs) I don't know. And then tell me, I'm so sorry you have to come out here. Are you, though? 
Are you? Because oh I don't God. think you are. Anyway. Oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> okay, so this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna insert they, a person. They are psychopaths, but anyway. Yeah. Well, if you're showing up and you're buying one like lipstick or lip gloss or whatever. One and, whatever. And having somebody Bring run it, it out, out to you. you. Yeah. During the blizzard. And then being like, I had to wait. Oh, my God. I can't believe that they're making it work today. Oh, my yeah. God. Well. And then you're like. Because of great people such as yourself. Yeah, but you're like, why'd you come here, bitch? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it was going to drone out to you? Yeah. Again, I don't understand. Drone out. <laughs> I don't understand. The robotic cart took it yeah. out there to them. Like, we barely have shopping, shopping uh, carts here. I know. Anyway. This is where I say, though, a person would evaluate the cost and rewards, right, of doing something. Yeah. So when the rewards exceed the cost, reoffending often happens. And then there's a but pattern But also, that takes don't place. you think, like, that some people get a rush out of doing this, and they're like, oh, oh I didn't get caught doing mm-hmm. this, so now I'm going to do something even bigger. Mm-hmm. That often happens. Yep. And we, we hear that from some people where they're like, oh. It was like a rush. I took this. Yeah. In fact, I had one person tell me. I'm not going to say where this was because I don't want to give anything away. Ooh, Melinda. But, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had somebody that kept reoffending. And um, when we asked them. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Like, why are you? Because they what were. wrong with they you? They were a much more mature adult. <laughs> we asked them, like, why they kept doing this. And they said, because I get a thrill from it. See? That's so, what I'm saying. Yes. So that does happen. Yes. And, um, like, what about old, like, senior citizens? I know, like, that's a oh, thing, Oh, this, this person was a senior citizen. Where they, like, steal stuff. Yeah. Is it just because they're, like, I'm born? I'm going to try to steal I don't know. She's, she just said she got a thrill from it. See? And we were like, okay. So. You be you, Grandma. Mm, yep. Well, I guess we're going to be here next week. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, they essentially look at the cost and the rewards. If one outbalances the other, right, the rewards way exceed the cost, then somebody's going to keep doing it. So you want to make it so the cost is too much. Well, that's what some people argue, right? But... Also, with that, though, you would need to make sure that it was certain, swift and certain. Don't you have to know, like, what's causing the compulsion to begin with? That's it's the problem. It's not the same for everyone. Mm-hmm, it's different. Like homeless. That's not everyone's homeless for the same reason. No, it's for different reasons. Some people could be an addict. Some because uh, Mental health. they came out as gay and right. their family kicked them out, yeah, and now I mean, they're living on the streets. Not one reason. Yeah, there's all why. kinds of stuff. So you, there's not an easy. Fix. You can't just paint a broad brush and be like, "Oh, they're homeless because they don't want to work." Actually, some of the people that are homeless are working. They can't afford the rent because yeah. cost of living out there is fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Why can't we just make like uh, these empty office buildings low income housing? I don't know. That's a good idea. There you go. If I run the world, everyone. I know. President There would be popcorn Patty. for everyone. <laughs> and President we nurse Patty Mitzel popcorn. <laughs> once a week. <laughs> and we'd all die. Happy Dude, I would love and that. fat. Madam Popcorn. You have President the floor. Popcorn. <laughs> here, here. Also, three-day work weeks. <laughs> Can you imagine Congress sitting there and they'd all have their popcorn? That would be great. They they do gavel. have popcorn right now. I'm sad to say, but yeah, but uh, that would yeah. be that would be a standard that you would set while you're in office. That's right, like a chicken in every pot, mm-hmm. every popcorn. Yes, sweet. Yes, I'm doing it now. Okay. I'm too tired. I like it. I don't know how Joe Biden does it. You got my vote. I'm exhausted, and I don't even do anything. Some days I'm like, <laughs> do they ever say like, "fuck this job, I'm leaving"? That's really how where I'm at in the workplace. Like, I'm done. I know. Man. I can't. Anyway, yes. The severe. Ma- imagine the hate that they get every day. Right on a daily no. basis. No, no. We're too polarized right now. I know. 
So stupid. Let's get back to yes, this. Yes, please. Sorry. Sutherland had stated that there were varying levels of pressure. One is when junior employees are ordered by their managers to do things which they regard as mm-hmm. unethical or illegal. Yep. I've had this happen Same. to me before. And I was like, nope. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. I'm not putting my name on that. <laughs> yeah. No way. Yeah. They'd be like, just you sign it. it. I'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah. No pastel. Go no. find some other henchman exactly. or minion you to do, do it. Your and crazy then they're like, work. well, I'm not signing it. Yeah. So we probably shouldn't be doing this then. <laughs> Forget it. Negative. Number two, when employees learn from peers how to get ahead in business. How many times have we heard that? Mm-hmm. Business is business in a capitalistic society where there may be a shift in traditional social norms. For example, COVID, right? That mm-hmm. just happened, everyone. <laughs> it did. It's still happening. I know. But anyway. I don't know if you woke up from your slumber. <laughs> but we're now living in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people helped themselves to money that wasn't theirs. Yeah. Right? That COVID-19. P-P-P. Yep. Um, and then they got it forgiven. Sweet. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can't have loan forgiveness because no. I know. Ooh, this episode's like making that one. me mad. <laughs> <laughs> so more importantly, big businesses often perpetuate this sort of behavior or well-known people. We've seen a lot of celebrities also taking advantage of the PPP loans and they didn't need the money. Kanye. Yeah. What happened to Kanye? He I disappeared, mean, right? You mean Ye? Ye. Ye. I don't know. Whatever. Yee. Yeezy. Ah, oh, God. Let's not get on that one. <sighs> Getting some help. Yeah. I hope so, too. So they often enable socialization into criminogenic business cultures, which create like this sort of anonymous culture or, you know, impedes or clouds the ability to take responsibility among your staff Mm. and rationalizing just normal um, society. We don't like to take responsibility. Oh, 100 percent. And then we often rationalize, right? And a lot of I know I do day to day activities. Um, and then we do the same when we go into work. When we see a manager that's doing behavior that's probably less than ethical, and we try to rationalize and be like, "I don't think they meant to do that." There's no way, right? But also, like, you're told at some workplaces, like, "There's a zero tolerance for whatever." And so then you, like, follow the chain, and then you're the bad person. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, well, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, you call it out, and then everybody's like, why'd you do that? You're the problem. Yeah. You gotta go. Okay. You cause a lot of disruption. I'm not gonna say anything now. They can do whatever. Mm -hmm. So there's that, too. Yes. So I do feel like there's some punishment that goes on for people that do speak out whistleblowers. 100%. And, you know, not to get off on too big of a tangent, but... (laughs) I mean, we've had people that have come out from the federal government as whistleblowers, and we were like, holy shit, we didn't know this was going on. And then people are like, but we're sending you to prison. Right. (laughs) Reality winner. Yeah. So then you're like, well. For one document, and who took how many to their gross resort? Yeah, exactly. And they're still waltzing around having hate rallies? What? (laughs) That's cool. So we basically are like, don't come forward. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's our culture, essentially. So we breed that also in the workplace. Mm-hmm. We make it okay, right? So um, uh, Ed Sutherland, Mr. Ed, he had conducted some Not research. The horse, though. <laughs> Not the He had conducted some research and found that 60% of corporations were involved in criminality. This was back in like... Yeah, I bet that number's way higher. This was like in the 40s and the 50s. 60% at that time. And now 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you look at how many people, like how many companies, big corporations have we busted and have dissolved over the years because of the criminal activity that they were doing. Right. So, well, I think here in the U.S., there's just like a level where it's acceptable. It is. We're like, yeah, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's just a certain level that it's almost like the cost of doing business. But yes. really, it shouldn't be. 
Yeah. I mean, we often deal with these from an administrative approach where sanctions come in the form of warnings, fines, uh, loss of license, and in some extreme cases, prison, or not so extreme, MDITI. You know what I mean? But sometimes they'll just change the name of the company, start over. Oh, yeah. That happens a lot, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, how much does like this cost us? Like the body trade guy. Oh, yeah, body trade guy. Oh, yeah, he changed his company multiple yeah. times. Like, <laughs> was... Now it's uh, cold parts. <laughs> <laughs> or my personal business out of the U-Haul. <laughs> Gross. Now Jesus. it's traveling heads. <laughs> <laughs> Head full of duffel bags. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So this cost us, as of 2021, annual losses from white-collar crimes are anywhere from $426 billion to $1.7 trillion. Yeah, that's crazy. And, ha- and before we did this, I never really thought about it at all. I know. And that's now annual, like, though. shit. Annually. Yeah. Can you imagine what we could do with that money? Well, yeah, we could give it to rich people. <laughs> Which we do anyways. <laughs> And life would be uh, Skittles and beer. Or popcorn. Yeah. Not till I'm elected, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the fact that we experience these losses is due to a lack of prosecutions, especially under a the cost. previous administration. We weren't seeing a lot of that going on. What? Um. And it's estimated that up to 90% of white-collar crimes go unreported. Yeah, because people are embarrassed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I should have known. Well, I wasn't the- going to get a 200% return on my investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People. Some people don't come forward, uh, but some people just lose their jobs. They're like, all right, see ya. And then they go right. on to and the next place. Right, and they go on like, uh, what's her name that did the embezzling from the dentist? People. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got a little bit of time. Now I'm and works at Fry's in Arizona. Yep. Allegedly. Allegedly. Be careful. I said allegedly. We don't want to give her a whereabouts away. I didn't away. say any name. <laughs> I don't even remember her name. Yeah, so that's a little toe dip in the water on white collar crime of how to be a scumbag Um, psychologically speaking (laughs) where it came from the whole term you know the research the father the grandfather of white collar crime (laughs) white collar crime (laughs) research that's crazy and then we'll probably sprinkle in another little confessional dirty bench confession for your little tum-tum. Not related at all, but we know that you yeah. like the tea, so. Yeah. A little bit of gossip. <laughs> it's not gossip if it's true. Hold, please. Hello. Hello. Hi, this is part A of our Dirty Bench Confessionals. I have a special guest with us. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is uh, Mitch Ellie. Okay. Otherwise known as Mitch the Don't, Snitch. Okay, maybe. <laughs> in this story might be it. Okay. Okay. So, in conversation, we talked about uh, the fact that you might know... Uh, something that would fit into the white collar crime arena, uh, possibly. Okay. Okay. So, would you like to share that story with the listeners? Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Um, well, first of all, um, you asked me if I did any white collar crime, and and I could not think of any one thing, so I just have yeah, to put that out there. You said that you stole a tuna sandwich one time and was falsely accused. Nope. And then uh, you got fired from your Dairy Queen job. And you walked out with a pint of ice cream. Now, that's true. Yeah. But the, I didn't steal a tuna fish sandwich. I drove the getaway car for somebody that drove that stole the tuna yes, fish sandwich. Yes, but that doesn't meet the requirement for a white-collar crime. Right. So we couldn't use that scenario. I know. It's pretty impressive I have not committed a white-collar oh crime. Oh, my God. Here we go. All right. White angel. <laughs> Let's hear the story that you want to share with the listeners. 
Well, it, well, first of all, it's pretty impressive to uh, uh, be on this show. I'm oh, okay. excited. Um, Thank you. So kudos. But I want to, I don't know. I mean, I'm actually, first time I've ever been on a on a mic and being recorded and such. So hopefully I don't come across nervous. Oh, you sound good so far. Okay. Okay. Well, um, well in some of my previous jobs, I actually was uh, in in the arena to, to audit certain people. Yes. Um, okay. So this place, I happen to be overseas uh, in England. Just won't give out all the details. That's fine. We don't need all that stuff. So, we just want the juicy crime part. Uh, okay. So I had a I had a boss. Um, we oversaw a club. Okay. That, um, that actually had slot machines and and uh, you know we it's just like a regular functioning pub. I just Sounds better like way. a gentleman's club. No, not okay. a gentleman's just club. Just checking. All right, um, Mitch, keep the story going. Right. Well, we had, you know, slot machines, we had pool tables, we had, you know, people come in to, you know, the DJ. So it was okay. a good place. It sounds you know? like a rocking right. kind of happening establishment. Yep. So my boss actually had this problem that a lot of people have, and that is uh, gambling. Oh. So. Okay. And over in England back in those days, you didn't really have a lot of ATM machines and stuff. So okay. you just can't go out and pull cash. You have yeah. to come in there. Which, and, yeah, right. that's how it used to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So what he did one night or did a couple times, um, he would go in there and play slot machines all night long. And then he'll get mad because he wouldn't win. And then he'll eventually run out of money. Okay. And then so tap uh, his cash out. Right. And then he will come back and then... He starts playing again. So you're like, oh, where, where did he get where the money? Where did the money come from? So never really thought about <laughs> it. So anyhow, I was, you know, every once in a while, about a month or every quarter, I was required to do what they call a surprise audit. Okay. On, on like the, on, on the, the club. slot machine? No, oh, on the, the club. club. Like overall. Right. Okay. Because it's, it's non-appropriated funds. Okay. So Can you, what is non-appropriated funds? So it's more of a, your uh, morale welfare okay. type of uh, money that it's for. Kind of uh, like a slush fund type thing. Right. Right? Right. Okay. So it's okay. not it, the business itself. Uh, I mean, you're keeping track of it, but. Yeah, it's a nonprofit. Yes. So okay. you just, you, that money goes back into whatever the organization that is. Yeah. That is uh, supporting that? the pub. Yeah. Okay. Right. Gotcha. So one day I was in my office and uh, the assistant club manager just said, hey, I think you need to do a surprise audit on us. And uh, I kind of was like, well, that seems odd. Normally I come in and tell them I'm going to do a surprise audit on So you kind of had like a whistleblower? Sort of. Under I guess the that's, radar, yeah, that's kind of Okay, it. okay. So I... Um, I like this person. So I went there. And, uh, well, by the way, she was um, really nice. I really liked her. Um, <laughs> she was a 70-year-old lady. So that's a, I was in my 30s, so okay, nothing happened Yeah, I there. was like, <laughs> what are we getting at here? <laughs> yeah. But we did watch some uh, uh, uncomfortable movies together because sometimes we'll get the movies that we have to display for free for the people that lived in You're that area. You're not helping your case right now. But right go ahead. Now, Let's get back my, to the crime. Well, it was the... I just wanted to throw out, we watched American Pie, and I've never been so much <laughs> uncomfortable sitting next with her. But anyways, so I went there, and I actually um, came in, and, and I told the club manager and stuff that I'm going to do a surprise audit. The look on his face told me something was up. Okay. Um, so I went in there, and I, I pulled out the till uh, behind the bar, and then also pulled out the till that they have inside the club. And I saw these little white papers sitting inside the, you know, like where you see the $20 bills or the $100 mm -hmm. bills. Yeah. So when I looked at it, I pulled one of the little pieces of white paper out and it said an IOU. <laughs> oh, my God. And Is this like the uh, movie Dumb and Dumber where they take the, like, the briefcase and there's all that money in it? And then they start spending it, so they put like a bunch of little papers for all the money exactly. that they check and say, "I, I yep. owe you whatever." <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh basically. Oh so yeah, uh, so this person, yeah, he put his name on it. Or said, was it like official paper, or was it just like little torn off pieces? It was of paper? little torn off pieces of paper. Oh, Jesus. Some of it was napkins from the bar. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> stuff like that. Used napkins. Used napkins. I don't know, probably. The glass so, of uh, right. whiskey or something yeah. was sitting on it, stained. Yeah. I owe you well, so $25. T- so two problems, you know. One, um, even though he oversaw the club and stuff, the way it was positioned, the way it was set up, he was not even authorized to be behind the bar and be oh. able to have access to, to any okay, money. Okay, because so of, like, forth. conflict of interest, yeah, right? Con- yeah. Okay. Yep. And then, uh, so as I went through there, it was uh, several thousand dollars that he had had IOU papers. That, Just that, sitting in there. Sitting there. And that, that was a lot of little pieces of IOU papers sitting inside <laughs> there. So if you really looked at it, it looked like somebody just tore pieces fire of paper. hazard? Right, right. <laughs> Somebody's building a nest yeah. in the so, cash Yeah, it came out to like 2700 and something. Okay. Um, so I had to write up a report and and put it all together and then turn it in. To my boss. Oh. And my boss is the one that was committing the crime. Oh, my God. So um, <laughs> so, he, so I did what I was supposed to. <laughs> I wrote it up. <laughs> and then. Um, That's an awkward situation. Like you're reporting it up the chain, but the person at the top is the one who's committing the crimes. Right. Strange. Okay. Yeah. So. Continue. So I wrote it up, talked to the club manager. He kind of asked me how I was going to do this and thing. So I'm just going to go through the proper protocol. I'm going to write it up, and then I'm going to turn it into him. You know, I'm not going to go over his head or any of that such. So that's what I did, and then we were going to figure out what was going to happen next. Um, I was going to report him no matter what. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to make sure he knew and so forth. Ahead of time. Yep. So I took it in there. Um Handing him the piece of paper. He's did you get, say, I owe you well, a disciplinary action? Well, so you have to understand, <laughs> I did this on a quarterly basis. And a lot of times I just give him the report. He just signs it and hands it back. Yeah. And he almost signed it and handed it back without even letting me, without even reading it. Oh, it, really? It's such a routine thing. Yeah, for him to do that. Right. So he, he was sitting there starting to sign it, and then I saw him stop. Okay. And then he looked up at me and... And so he asked me, uh, what was I What was I trying to do? And I said, I was going to report somebody that happened to be you. <laughs> that is, and I used the word stealing money out of the till. Oh, man. So he got really mad, picked up his trash can and threw it at me. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we were getting ready to... Like fight each other? It, it, it looked like it. And then the person that had the office next door. <laughs> I came, like how you said that it looked like it. Okay, he, go ahead. The person next door came into the office and kind of broke it up. Oh, okay. And then um, and then I explained what was going on. And then we uh, kind of had a conversation and then we called his boss and, mm. then, and went from there. Okay. So um, I'm assuming. Okay. But he received some sort of disciplinary action. Sort of. Okay. He didn't, uh, in the situation, they didn't have anybody to replace him. Oh, okay. So they uh, kind of gave him, you know, whatever they do behind the scene. I wasn't Which, privy of that. Like, yeah, bath, right. go clean the bathrooms or right, whatever. Right, Okay. So here's a guy that I report not only non-appropriate funds, but other funds to him. Um, I have to do it on a on a weekly basis and, and go through that. He literally did not talk to me. I mean, would not even say a word to me. For the rest of the time? For almost two months. Oh, my God. So you got yeah. the silent treatment. Yeah, I would literally walk in there, hand him a folder, he'll sign it and hand it back. <laughs> he deadly so, do-gooder. Right. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. So There's always got to be one in the group. Right. So that do that's the right uh, thing. Yeah. So that's that's my story. Ah, uh, Mitch, thanks for coming on here. Oh, you're welcome. That was awesome. Thank you. We appreciate it. Did I do okay? Oh, you did awesome. All right. I thanks. appreciate it. Good job. Thanks. Maybe we'll have you back. Sure. Okay, bye. Well, that was fun.
These are crazy. I know. Confessions. Confession this. <laughs> That's Just awesome. Just kidding. Um, yeah, so we're going to try to do these like once a month or once every other month. Throw them in there. Sprinkle them in. Um, the next one that we want to talk about is probably on gender differences for white collar crime. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm guessing it's more white dudes, but that's just me guessing. Y- yeah, you would be correct, Patty. <laughs> you win a new car. You shouldn't have a bank account or a gun if you're a white dude, okay? <laughs> Without supervision. I'm just saying. Oh, my gosh. I mean, most of them, <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but most of them are white dudes, um, what does that say about our white community? male rage? White male <laughs> rage. <laughs> it's never enough. It isn't. That uh, is for sure, though. Yeah, I don't Man. know. We'll see. We'll um, to, and we're gonna do some kind of movie review. Yes, just because we gotta break it up. This shit gets too depressing for me. And popcorn. <laughs> oh yeah, popcorn. I'm all about that. Same. Um, do you have any last alibis that you would like to add to this episode? Mm, I do not think I do. Nothing is coming to me. I know. I don't think I have anything else either myself, but. All right. Um, quit recording. We'll be like, oh, no, we should have said this. I know. Um, everybody stay dirty. (laughs) And benchy. But in a good way. 2023. Uh, pay it forward. Yeah, and just, like, be nice to people. Criminy. Criminy. Oh, my God. Yes. I love it. (laughs) Our new slogan. Criminy. All right. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone.